Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlositev, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my supportive co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. So today, we are going to talk about a big topic that actually we saw coming up in our masterminds and in our community, and that is how to find support when you don't feel supportive. So I know a lot of you will message us about Mina and I and saying like, we're really lucky to have each other. And it is a hundred percent true that we're Mm -hmm. so fortunate to have built a business together and um, have each other to support each other. And that actually started though, as us becoming just friends and supporting each other in another Facebook community where we both had our own individual businesses and we just aligned on product conversations and then we were able to support each other. And that's how eventually we led. That was the conception of our relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's different levels of support for sure and different um, dynamic of support. Jacqueline and I happened to have hit it off and we are in our support styles. (laughs) (laughs) But... But Mina's in business. So Mina has two business partners, myself, and then her other business, Little Labels, is with your husband, correct? Right. And with my daughters. (laughs) (laughs) I only say that because we're doing a daughter, mother-daughter journal. Did I tell you this? Nope. We're doing a journal and there's prompts about from the mom and from from the daughter. And so one of them was like, what's your favorite thing about your mom? And I have to say, what's my favorite thing about my daughter? And it was that she owns a business. I thought it was going to be something like really sweet, but at the same time it was. And I thought, wow, she's so proud of me. I don't know. It made me feel great. It was it was her way of showing support and not in the way that I ex- uh, expected. And I was like, wow, she's really impressed by me owning my own business, you know? Versus my kid. Do I really have to go to aftercare again because you have to work? <laughs> Or, mom, why do you have two businesses? If you had one, maybe you wouldn't work so much. (laughs) So you're lucky you have supportive kids. Right? And that's, you know, you're right. Where to find support when you don't feel supported by your own kids? Like, how many Legos do you need? Mommy needs to work. (laughs) But why we say that is, is that I am not in business with my husband and I will never be in business with my husband. We have completely different work styles. We we're just, we're not cut out to be business partners together. We absolutely can build homes together. When I say build homes, like we've moved so many times together. So we know we can do that really well. We can raise our family, our relationship, but we are not aligned for work. Also, we have not always had the smoothest relationship when it came to work or me owning my own business. And we'll jump into that a little bit more. But before we do that and dig into our stories, I wanted to thank all of you that have left us a review on iTunes. It means so I much to us. I think it's called Apple Podcasts now. You're on a boomer. A- <laughs> okay, boomer. 
So for those of you who don't know what that is, because Jacqueline just taught me some, what is that lingo? TikTok language. Lingo basically for TikTok that they call the older generation. Anyone over 30 are boomers. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh man, because they were like, we're we're tweens and why are you on our platform? (laughs) So, So that's the whole side note. But for those of you on Apple Podcasts or you boomers that still call it iTunes, <laughs> reviews are really important to us for discoverability to reach more people and to help other people in the same place that you are grow their businesses with the information that we share in the podcast. So thank you to all of you that have left a review. And for any of you that love our podcast and you'd like to leave us a review, we'd be ever so grateful. So I want to thank Rob H07986 for this lovely five-star review. I've started listening to these ladies during my runs, multitasking at its finest, and absolutely love everything I hear. I'm a small business on Etsy. Ooh, we actually have the Etsy at Jackie and Olives. I love both of those names, by the way, but, I, but I'm growing year over year. The advice that I get from this podcast helps me better prepare for this growth. I recently listened to the episode on preparing for the holidays and now have a checklist ready to help me get organized and ready with my inventory. I'm so thankful for the advice from these talented and successful women. It's like having business festies with me always that understand what it's like to grow a product-based business. So Jackie and Olives, thank you so much for this review. Yeah, thank you for that. And this is a perfect, this is actually guys not even planned because we go chronologically. This is the perfect review for this episode because like she said, she feels like she's got business besties with her as she's growing a product-based business, which was the reason we started this. Because guess what? Mina and I felt really alone in this world as product entrepreneurs without other people understanding it, whether it was through podcasts, whether it was in the communities of entrepreneurs that we were in, people didn't really get it. And sometimes at home, your spouse or your significant other or your family or your mom and dad or your grandma or your kids or your neighbor don't understand what you're doing and may not be able to support you in the way that you need to be supported. Right. And I think that there's different styles of support, like what I said. So each relationship is different in their ability to support you and how they can support you. Um, And I think that that all kind of plays into this whole support system that you're building. Right. So sometimes we're in different seasons of our life where you might have little kids and it's just hard, just playing out hard and you need support in so many places. And sometimes during that season that you're really leaning into your business or you're starting a business from scratch and your business isn't yet profitable, right? Like you're still in that proof of product. You're still sort of just trying things out, but you're spending a lot of time and sometimes a lot of money trying something new because you're passionate about it and you believe in it, but maybe your husband doesn't, or maybe your wife doesn't, or maybe your spouse, or maybe you're not married and your parents are like, what are you doing? Go get a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably like a lot of people. Um, and, or your friends don't quite understand it, you know, and you kind of feel like a disconnect with your friends. Um, so there's a lot of different people in your life that you feel like you want that support so badly, but at the same time, it might not be something that's within their realm of support, right? Yeah. We know a lot of you actually are at work, probably listen to this podcast. Some of you that your product-based business is still your side hustle and you got to go because you've got things to do. Maybe you have to make it to the post office to ship on time, right? And like, you got to leave work. What are you supposed to tell your boss? Oh, I've got this side hustle. It's starting to do really well. And I got to make it so that USPS doesn't like shut its doors so I can get my stuff shipped out. 
They don't know. So I think one of the first things to tell you all is that we're all aligned with some people and we're all misaligned with some people or, or they're, not everyone is the right person to support you in every aspect of your business. And I learned that pretty early on in being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that my parents, for instance, how I always say that they don't really understand what I do. So they, for my whole entire life, you guys, my whole entire life, they've never understood what I've done. <laughs> never. The graphic design, all that stuff, working, nothing. I work with computers, quote unquote. Well, the other day, my dad was like, oh, so Mina, look, because he had called me when I was coming back from North Carolina when I met up with Jacqueline. He's like, it seems like you're traveling a lot. You know, is that for work? Like, so confused by it, you know? And I was like, like no, yeah. I'm on vacation. <laughs> And I said, yeah, it's for work. And he's like, who pays for that? You or the business? And I was like, well, the business does. You know, it's for work. And he's like, oh, if you need to go next time, dad will take care of the kids. And I was like shook by the whole conversation. I was like, what's happening here? He doesn't even know. He knows that it's for work. And I think he was able to connect the dots in that way. Oh, she's traveling for work instead of even understanding what I was even doing. Didn't even ask me what I do for a living. Just does he know which was- work? No, no. <laughs> Which business? <laughs> he knows nothing besides that she has to go somewhere for work and she probably needs someone to help with the kids. And that was his way of being supportive. I mean, he watched my Facebook Live the other day and said, good job, Mina. <laughs> First comment ever. Didn't probably understand a darn thing I was saying on that Facebook Live. <laughs> he knew where to type. Yeah, right. I mean, he's pretty tech savvy with Facebook. (laughs) So I think a lot of us may initially find that support potentially in our parents or in our in-laws. Like Mina and I are going to social media marketing world and I have a, my in-laws are flying from California to New Jersey in the winter to help me watch my kids because my husband's not around all day because he's a Broadway actor and I need someone to watch my kids and that's just what we're doing because they know I'm flying for work. So So we're really lucky. Some of us do have that support of family that either live in your town and can help you with your kids or that are willing to fly across the country that, and not a nonstop flight to help you with your children. Um, So sometimes you have that. And then sometimes like me, I live by myself on a coast where not a single person, like I do not have a single family member here, you guys, and I'm from five kids. So they're like where if I lived at home, there are so many of us and living here, there are... I'm by myself. So the other side is, is that I need to pay for help sometimes, or I need to lean on my neighbors for certain things like Mina saying, um, to find things like, can you walk my dog because I'm busy doing this? Or can you, can I send the kids over to your house because I need two hours to ship these packages out or get them put together. So, or I'm going to hire a babysitter for 15 bucks an hour because you know that $45 I'm going to spend on the babysitter is 100% worth it for what I'll get done in the next 3 hours. So sometimes you do have to pay for that support too in certain aspects of your life. Yeah, and I think that evolves too. Like how I was saying with my dad, right? He wasn't supportive ever until literally when he retired, which was like a year ago, right? And it's probably cuz that was when he was like, "Oh, I have so much more time to think about my children," you know? Um so I think that it does evolve and we kind of make do with the best that we do do. But keep in mind that the the support, it's not always what you expect it to be, right? You know, 
And so like with my dad, I never expected him to be supportive because he didn't fully understand it. If I had, it would have been really disappointing for me. You know, my parents don't know what I do or, or, you know, I wish that they helped me with the kids more or, you know, all these different things. And that's my own expectations when normally I would be just be like, okay, what kind of aftercare can I pay for? <laughs> I'm chuckling because my mom is a product-based business. So mom, if you're listening, text me. <laughs> she might not. Most likely it's not. <laughs> She's listening to Brooke Castillo's podcast instead. Does, does she listen to podcasts though? She does. Okay. So when she asks me questions, I'm like, have you listened to my podcast? <laughs> you need to send her the episode link. Mom, send me a DM. No. So um, so there's that. Now I want to talk about spouses because we've we work with a lot of product-based businesses. And those of you that are in our masterminds or in our community and you know we've been talking about this, shout out to you. Our support is with you. And we told you we were going to create a podcast about this because if it's happening for some of you, it's happening for a lot of you. So one of the biggest struggles, I think one of the hardest ways you sometimes like if you're, you've created a product business and it's like turning money over and you're like making a ton of money, your spouse might be like, Oh, heck yes. Like, this is awesome. Like, keep doing this. You can retire me. But when you have a business that's struggling or starting up and there's so much work and time and time away from your normal routine that it takes, it's hard sometimes to get your spouse on board if they're not seeing the result that their their expectations are thinking that they should see versus what your expectations are. Right. And I think it's especially difficult for husbands, let's say, because they want to solve those problems. So when they see you struggling with, you know, unpurchased inventory or um, see you struggling with, you know, strangers on the internet reviewing your product and making you feel bad, they want to solve that for you. But that's not really you don't really want that solved. You just want their support, right? You just want to be able to vent. You just want them to be able to have your business. And I think that's really hard too because there's they're not quite sure how to support you. And I think one of the things to get across sometimes to your spouse is that even if this is not profitable, even if I'm crying about this because I went to a trade show and I only sold a couple of pieces or I didn't make back my booth money or... Um, I'm trying all these different tactics and just nothing's really caught fire yet. Right. And I'm upset about it. And like Mina said, they want to solve it for you. They want you to feel better. Just pull the plug. They might say, you know, mm -hmm. or give you advice. But the thing that one thing that Mina and I really touched on the other day and felt like it resonated for us. So hopefully for you too, is that, but it's ours, right? It's something mm -hmm. that we feel really passionate about. Um, so if you have a business and you're like, this was an idea I had, I birthed this idea. I made it actually happen. It is something that, I mean, for us, Mina and I, like our hobby is also working because we, we thoroughly enjoy the creativity and the expansion of it all. So if it's something that is like really making you feel good, even though there's low points, cause that's entrepreneurship, but it's something that you're like, if I don't try this, I'm going to regret it. Or I have this idea and I want to see if it works. Just let them know, like, it's hard. Going to the gym to work out is hard. We talk about this analogy a lot, but the end result will be that you're fitter. So whether you are just, you're learning from this and it never takes off the ground, but you've come through this journey and you're, you're, you've exercised as entrepreneurial muscles or it does take off, it was yours and it was your project and it was important to you to do it. And that's what you want the support in that. Like, just know that it's important to me that I see this through. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we all 
are growing in our relationships, right? Like we're growing, the stages we're passing. It's hard for them too. And it's hard for us too. When you have small kids and it's like, who's going to watch this kid we had? <laughs> you know? Not so me. <laughs> I got to pack my boxes. You. Yeah, I thought it was you. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's like that, that role that it's like expected of, you know, you don't know you have to decide who's going to play the certain roles. And I think that's really hard too, because it's like, oh, you're at home anyways. Why don't you just have the kids home with you? Oh my God. It's never, never could I get something done if these kids are at home, you know? My husband and I in the laundry, we've talked about this several times and I'm like, just because I have to walk by the laundry to get to my office does not mean, and I'm working from home, does not mean that I'm going to put a single thing in the laundry because that's not, these hours are not dedicated to that. Mm -hmm. So, but I think what you're saying, Mina, though, is that it's, we're, we're in this really interesting time of depending on what, how old you are and how old your spouse is or your partner is, um, that there's different roles that we've played at home or in business or working, right? If you are a millennial, there might be different things that have happened for you. You know, um, you may be traveling and like never had been expected to get a full-time job. Or some people are like, no, 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 this is the role that we're in. Like you were, you as a woman work part-time and you take care of the house and the family and I work full-time and I'm the man. These are just like big generalizations. So as a business owner, and if you're a female business owner, which the majority of you that are listening to this are, we are defining new roles for ourselves. And we're yeah. kind of figuring it out and we're hoping that our significant other can figure it out with us. Totally. And I don't think that it's like a man-female thing exactly. I think it's that even with, the if it's a stay-at-home dad, for instance, people still expect him to do laundry if he was doing work at home. It's that stay-at-home, quote-unquote, role, you know, whether whoever does this, if you hire it out, it's a constant like transition of who's going to play that role. Right. And it's not something that's solved in one conversation and there might be continual fights that you guys have or conversations about it, but it's something that if you can take some time yourself as the business owner, the entrepreneur, the dreamer, and decide what you want out of this business and what kind of support you're looking for, it might just be telling your spouse, look, this is going to be hard and I just need you to pick me up when I feel down. I just need you to let me do this trade show or wake up early and go to this farmer's market and you got the kids. I just need you to let me do this. If it's a financial thing or a financial burden, that might be something where you guys have to talk about like at what point or how much money do you have to spend until it turns over money or how long will you give it a go? But I think a thing to communicate is like just saying, I need this opportunity to give this my all to make sure that this works and try it. And I will, and I will regret it if I don't have the, that opportunity and hope that they'll support you. But if they don't support you, there are other ways in which you can feel supported. Obviously conflict at home is conflict at home and it sucks, but there are other ways to find support when you don't feel supported. Yeah. One of, I would say the first thing though, um, going off what Jacqueline is saying was to repeat yourself constantly, right? <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Like yeah. this is, you know, Jacqueline and I talk all day, every day. And the reason why is because our conversations are always fluid because we're partners. And I think that has the same thing with spouses is that you constantly have to be repeating or revisiting the same conversations and talking about it because the days are different and the kids are growing and, and reinforcing what you're doing and, and kind of getting that support back on board. 
Right. I know that I learned in couples therapy some years back where where people talk at each other and but they hear what they want to hear. So sometimes the best way to do it is just repeat what that person has said. I hear that you're saying that I'm spending a lot of time away from home, but I'm not making a lot of money. I hear that you're saying that, but this oper- I'm really excited about this. And if I was excited about learning how to rock climb a wall, I would want you to support me with that. And I'd be rock climbing. Well, this is that I want to be in the garage making these products. And I want to be at a farmer's market on Saturdays, trying it, being out there and just giving it a go. That's what I need support with, you know? Mm -hmm. So jumping into how to find community or how to find support, actually, I just gave it away, was community. (laughs) (laughs) The big secret is out. Um, You do have to find support somewhere, right? And I think it's easier when you're seeking out community and seeking out that support because the expectations are, are, are what, you know, the intention is, right? Um, Whereas like, you're not expecting like your random uncle to be like, oh, that's so cool. Tell me about your product, you know? Right. And, you know, I think actually for me, I found it once to my father-in-law because he's an entrepreneur, he's his own business owner. So there was an alignment there that we were able to speak about how, let's say, for example, it never turns off, right? Like you're, as a business owner, you're thinking about it night and day. It's your responsibility. That was someone that I found aligned within my family where my husband was not a business owner. His mom wasn't you know, that kind of thing. But community, the other side, which is exactly why Mina and I created the product class was that we found each other in a high-performing women's entrepreneurial community online. But the way we found each other was that I knew Mina was a product person and I had a question about how to sell my products. And then we aligned in that way. And we, we always talk about it. We spoke each other's love language of business and it was aligned on products because if I was a therapist and Mina selling little labels on Amazon, we might like each other, but there's not a lot of business crossover that we would have been able to support each other in. Yeah. I also think that there's like some self-awareness that has to happen when you need to find your support or your community. Because in that case, we were self-aware in the fact that we knew we were high-achieving women who are owning businesses, right? There's some people that will downplay what they're doing where they're like, oh, you know, I'm doing the side hustle or blah, blah, blah. And their husband doesn't get on board, let's say, because they don't see their wife as a business person or they don't identify. It's like that mind, you have to identify with it for the, another person to make that transition with you. Like, oh, you know, because my kids, half the support is them just acknowledging that she's a business owner, you know? Yeah. I'm thinking about my mom, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> oh my God. This is turning to therapy session. <laughs> DM me if you're listening now. Um, no, because like, you know, if, if you ask my mom, like, what does she do? She's like, I make bags and I sell them on Etsy. Or she doesn't say like, I own a business of resort bags that are imported from Morocco that are customized. You know, she doesn't have her little, like her pitch or say that she necessarily owns a business. And I know a lot of you that are makers or you identify a little bit more with as a maker than as a business owner. Um, but if you are selling a product, you're making something and selling it, you are a business owner. Mm-hmm. You've probably registered as a business in your city or your state. So step into the fact that you own a business, but you also have to be the person making it. Right. So once, and then once like that, let's say your spouse hears you say that, then they're more comfortable saying it, you know? Right. Right. Not like, oh, she doodles at home. Like she's got this hobby that she <laughs> right? makes how, how annoying would that be if your husband said that? 
She's a dabbler. She just, she, you know, like she'll get an order here and there and she'll make it and whatever. But like ultimately- She's a stay-at-home mom that knits once in a while, you know? (laughs) Yet she's selling, you know, multiples of them a day. So step into your skin and identify yourself as what you are, which is probably a business owner. Secondary part is find a community. Thank you for listening to the Product Class Podcast. We have a community for you. That's why we created our Facebook community. Now, when you want to take it a level deeper than that, when you're in our Facebook community, there are Amazon sellers, there are Etsy sellers, there are candle makers, jewelry companies, food products. I mean, you name it, they're in there. You may align with another company that's selling like you, or Mm -hmm. maybe they're selling on a platform you want to get on and you reach out to them. And now you've kind of created a more intimate relationship with somebody of somebody who can support you specifically in something that you want to work on or do. And if you want support on somewhere you want to go, like on another platform or you're seeing someone killing it on Instagram and you're like, how do you do this? We have people in our mastermind right now exchanging information about like, well, how do you do your shipping? Or, you know, what do you do with your employees? Because they're all in a similar revenue level, let's say, and they can all kind of be learning from each other. And the beauty about our mastermind or smaller groups or um, even like multi-shoe machine, our, our course, right? We have a community built around it and everybody's working towards the same goal. Yeah, totally agreed. Um, I think that as we start to figure out what we do and how we need to be supported, we kind of attract those same people to ourselves, you know? And I want to kind of plant another mind shift for everybody because I think that one of the things that I found a bit uncomfortable was that I never realized how impactful relationships and support could be when it was from the internet. Like our online business dating that you and I did. (laughs) Exactly. Right. (laughs) But you kind of enter it thinking, oh yeah, those are my online friends or or whatever. They can change your life. You know, nowadays people are meeting their loves of their lives. They're meeting their biz besties. They're meeting their business partners. They're meeting their very best friends. So the support can be found online. So don't feel like it can't be. Yeah. And I I love that you brought that up because I used to expect so much from my husband. Like our, like... I tend to be a night person. If he's listening, he's going to be like, finally, some acknowledgement of all the support you expected from me. DM me, James. No. Um, (laughs) If you're listening, get another person that may not listen to my podcast. No. So I joke about this, but I don't really mean it because I don't need them to listen to my podcast to feel supported by them in a different way, right? Like it's not my expectation of them. But when I was talking about James, I would brain dump on him late at night. That's when my brain goes, it's late. And I'm like, this is happening at work. And this is happening. And this is brain dump or brain vomit. All of the things. He would say vomit. (laughs) I would say dump because it was helpful to me. Not to his REM cycle. I feel so much better. And then James is like, oh my gosh. (laughs) He's falling asleep. Like, are you falling asleep? He's like, it's midnight. But what I realized was, is that by being a business owner and all the things, right, the everything, like I had a team, I have employees, I've got bills, I've got clients, I had all these things. And at that point, I also had my product-based business and I was selling into stores and I had reps that had expectations and all the things. He was not the person for me to lean on for the support that I needed. He couldn't give it to me. It was not in his toolbox. That just didn't, he could be my husband. He could be supportive of me feeling upset about it or the wins that I had. Um, 
you know, he could celebrate with me. He could be there to support, you know, he could make me dinner before I got home if I was working late, but he was not the person for me to turn to for the advice that I really wanted or someone to be there for me when I had to talk through business stuff. And I, and I wanted him to be everything, but he couldn't be because that's not his toolbox. Like that wasn't, what is he going to, now he could tell you all about markups and how to write yeah. emails to get wholesale orders. Is, so every, he shouldn't be everything to you, right? you know? So even if he's more capable or his toolbox is fully full at this point, even if that wasn't, was his toolbox and he was an entrepreneur and could speak to you about all the things and be your sounding board, it's hard to put that completely on somebody else. Um, it is nice to have, but if that person is your spouse, for instance, I work with my husband. But I will tell you that we have very defined roles because if you're relying on somebody else to completely make a decision with you every single time, it's really hard, you know? And there's like little annoyances you have with your spouse too. A lot of the times, like I'll make decisions, I'll get super annoyed if he comes in and it's like, you should have done it this way. I'm like, do I tell you how to ship a box? Like, excuse me, (laughs) you know, mind your business. (laughs) Mind your business. And then in his mind, he's like, this is my business. <laughs> 50-50, remember? Yes. But you know what I mean? So I think that no matter what, you it, it feels good to have that your own set of making your own decisions. That person that's the sounding board, they're just the sounding board, just like your coaches are just coaches and all these things. The expectation of spouses is a little bit different in that um, they get to make the decision with you which they shouldn't have to or want to or need to every time. No. Right. And I think, and you know, we've had people join our groups before, like our masterminds that they're not married and their parents supported them in joining or like working with an expert, right? Um, there's, we do all have somebody in our world that is supportive. Maybe they cannot be there for us in speaking or however we, you know, certain ways, but they may be supportive in encouragement or, um, you know, being your cheerleader or helping you financially in a way to help you get to that next goal. So the thing that we want you guys to do and like how to find support when you don't feel supported is you need to be proactive about it and look for it and ask for it. And don't be embarrassed by it. No. And know that this relationship between me and I was created because I wanted to get rid of a product business that I had and I thought I could liquidate it on Amazon. Silly Jacqueline back in 2000 and something. Baby Jacqueline. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know, I, and I was like, hmm, I need support in this. This is a big decision. I don't know who to ask about this. Oh, look at that person over there that has a business on Amazon. Let me ask her and see what she says. And that started that help that I needed. And then you know why we became friends? Because we started talking to each other about business. And I was going through a major time of transition in my business. And she was there for me to kind of just help clearly reflect to me what I needed. And it took a lot of pressure off of my relationship with my husband having to talk, talk to me always about that and kids and everything. So um, first and foremost, we invite you to our Facebook group and community. Just find any community. If it's not ours, find anything that aligns with you. But we have that community for you because we want you guys to have a place to turn. And then you can choose within that how much more of an intimate community or support group if you need an expert coach, if you need a mastermind, if you need to get into a smaller group, that's a course, whatever it is, or maybe there's a local um, entrepreneurial group where you are. Another one is Instagram. 
I mean, we've talked about this before where you have access to all these people and it's become like a space where you have direct access to somebody. I wouldn't say, do you want to be my biz bestie? I would say be supportive and see what happens. You know, start commenting, start getting to know people, create a friendship and see what happens and then say, hey, would you like to jump on I don't know, like a Facebook call or FaceTime or Zoom That's call. like, what, what are you, an old lady now? No, just, just send them a voice DM. <laughs> I know. It's so true. The voice thing is amazing. Yeah. Who cares about Facebook Messenger? You know, that's like me referring to dial-up at this point. Boomer. <laughs> I think naturally as you start to make each other laugh or invite each other into each other's lives and you, you know, have these inside jokes or you're like, Hey, guess where I am? You know, and you, I don't know, snap a photo of you at Starbucks if you were happen to be talking about that or something. Yeah. And I think it naturally progresses and you can tell the people that you really hit it off with. The ones that are responsive and that engage really. But mm-hmm. um, what it, what the, the whole point of this is, is, is that it's going to come down to you. So how do you find support mm-hmm. when you don't feel supported? You need to go and find that support. You need to go find the group, the community, the person, the place that you're going to find what you need. You can't just kind of expect it to find you passively and the current support system that you have may not be the right system built for all of your needs right now. So really it's going to come down to you guys. Like it's going to come down to you to just kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and sending a message, reaching out, going out on a night that you don't normally go out on because there's like a, like I used to be part of like the Hoboken Moms Entrepreneur Group. I was new to the town. I was new to New Jersey and I found an entrepreneurial group for moms and I went my first like four friends that were business owners that were quote unquote entrepreneurs were from that group. So that is what it's going to take. And we support you in doing that. Right. And don't be afraid to reach out to us over Instagram as well. We're always on there. So friends, thank you. We support you. Mm -hmm. We'll see you on Instagram. Talk to you later. This episode is over, but it doesn't have to end. Head over to our Facebook group, search for the Product Boss Biz Community, or the link is also in the show notes. Come connect with other product bosses just like you. We'll see you in there. If you love the Product Boss Podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, share, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Until next time, product bosses, let's make it happen.